Amen. To see you, I lifted up. Thank you, Lord. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy only So, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask that you will speak to the people this morning, this evening. You will anoint every word of my lips, O God. We ask your word will come with power, precision, accuracy, unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic force or influence. We ask that there would be revelation knowledge, that the eyes of the people's opening eyes will be enlightened, O God, in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And the church says aloud, amen. amen. All right, I'm going to just ask all the protocol team, please come sit down. Everyone outside, the registration team, Mrs. A, please ask everyone to come in now. All right. Thank you. And you know the house rules, no movement until. So if you feel like going to the restroom, you have to hold it in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh, this is how a hammy is raised. It's not every time something just does go, go, go. No, no, so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. This evening, um, it's minister's conference, and I believe that the Lord has given me a prophetic message this evening. And I've just been waiting on him for the three days. And from day one to day two to day three, I believe that the Lord has given me a message for the now and I just want you to open up your heart to receive what the Lord is saying to us as a church and as individuals and the body of Christ is large 
turn your Bible with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Acts chapter 13, verse 36. And we're going to read this together. One, two, ready, read. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his father and saw corruption. Now let's go that same scripture, verse 41 of that same scripture. Verse 41. One, two, let us read. Let's read together. It's important to understand that God is a God of generation. If you look through the scriptures, if you look through the Bible, you will see that everything that God does, he does it in the perspective of a generation. And sometimes we are sometimes myopic in our view because we are so concerned about us that we do not understand that everything God does, he does in view with a generation. I wish to let you know that there is a plan of God, there is a global plan of God for the earth and you and I are just part of that plan on the earth. And the way that plan works is that from one generation to another generation, there's something that God is doing. And this is helpful to also know that the work that you are doing even in your generation is a continuation of a previous generation's work. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You will see that pattern. You will see the pattern from one generation to another generation. And this would help us give balance to why we are on earth in the first place. Even Jesus himself was a continuation of a work that started. God sought for a man, blessed Abraham with a blessing. You see, that's how the lineage started. And even when it comes to ministry, you see, I'm going to say some very, very heavy things today. Heavy things. Because even when it comes to ministry, ministry is not in isolation. You cannot just wake up one day and say, I'm called, and then where, where are you, what work are you completing? What work are you completing? And so God is a God of generation. Now, it is also very important to know that the present generation is responsible for their generation and the coming generation. Let me say it again. The present generation, that is your generation, you are responsible for your generation and the coming generation. I'll give you an example. Why did God say that the blessing was going to remain in the house of Abraham? You know why? Because God said, because I trust Abraham to teach his children. Let's do a prototype here. There's Abraham and there's Eli. You'll see Eli, you'll see that the reason why the priestly office was taken from Eli was because Eli couldn't correct his children. Eli couldn't speak to his children. And let me tell you something, friends. When God is doing something in a generation, he's always looking for somebody who would embody the work that he wants to do on the earth. God is always looking for people who he would use to permeate his kingdom on earth. One of the things you have to note about Eli is, number one, Eli couldn't correct his children. Number two, Eli had discernment, but I lost the oil. Let me say something here. You know, 
You can have discernment, but the oil is no longer there. I'll give an example. God told Moses to strike the rock. He did it twice. The water came out or not. What I'm saying to you is that God will bypass the stupidity and the foolishness of the pastor or the leader to reach the people. Because it's always about the people first. And that's why as a called person, as a pastor or a minister, you must understand the operation of the spirit upon and the spirit within. That the spirit upon is for ministry, but the spirit within is for your own life. But there's something very powerful about Eli. Inasmuch as it seems as though Eli lost the oil as it were, Eli was relevant in helping Saul, Samuel, pardon me, understand the voice of God. It was the bridge as it were. What I'm saying to you is this, that the generation of our generation must understand the works that God has been doing in the previous generation and what God is doing with us. This is to help you know that it is the strength of the youth of this generation and the wisdom of the old that will finish this work. And so that's why we cannot say, oh, we are the in thing. We are the only ones God is using. You are not the only one God is using, sir. You are not the only one God is using. That's why you cannot say they are not it's, it's in our generation. We are the one God, we are the one. Listen to me, you are not the one that will complete the assignment. Some people started it. In fact, let me put it this way even the completion we are talking about, Jesus passed the button to you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, He passed it on to you. So there is no completion in isolation. You remember the story of Moses. And the Amalekites, when they went to battle, Moses went on the mountaintop, Aaron and all held his hands high. The Bible says, as long as Moses was up there, his hands were high, Joshua was winning the battle on the battlefield. The younger generation has the strength. The older generation has the wisdom. And but we live in a generation where everybody just says, oh, we are the, we are the better thing now. We are the, no, 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 no. We must understand that there is a continuation of what God is doing. Now, I want to say something very powerful right here. God, and you need to write this down, very powerful. God does not change when a new generation comes in. Let me say it again. God does not change when a new generation comes in. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The realities of our present time does not make him change the standards. It doesn't change the standards. There are some certain things that are cast in stone. And that's what I'm speaking about this morning, this evening. And this evening, I want to talk about some of the things I started talking about in the new. And for everyone who's been in the new and across the churches, you would understand some of the things I'm about to say in a moment. Turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. Thank you, Lord. And Eli and Elijah, and Elijah said unto the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. Let me explain what that means. One day I asked the Lord, 
I said to him that why is it that it seems as though the best of God, and this is my real question, because I know that's not what it is, but I asked that question. I said, it seems as though the best of God is in the past. Why is it that the biggest things of the move of God we hear in generation is what God did in the days of Alexander Doe, uh, um, Katrin Kuma. Why are we not hearing some of these things in our generation? And the Lord told me, there are certain ordinances that our generation have touched. And some of those things bring forth the mighty revival of God. And that's some of the things I want to talk about this morning. What Elijah did was that Elijah had to repair the altars. You see, it's important to also know that for the fire to come, the altar must be rebuilt. No, no, no revived altar, no fire. You want fire, you have to rebuild the altars. And so if you want to see the mighty move of God in our generation, then we must be willing to restore back certain ordinances that have been lost in the past. And I believe that I'm speaking to that generation whose heart is burning for more of God. And I believe that one of the things that God is going to teach us through this conference is some of the standards. Because see, just because, and I, 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 please, I, I need to just say this, just because America or London or, or Europe introduced a certain gospel to us doesn't mean that it's correct. We don't take everything Uklai Sinka from America or from US or from Germany or from any country around the world as a standard. The word of God is our standard. Somebody say amen. Number one, some of the altars that must be rebuilt. When I was growing up, you see, many of us who come to this church, just because some of us now experience some mighty hands of God, some people, your parents had a very tough decision to let you come. You know why? Because they will say to you, oh, in that, genera- that church you people are going to, they don't pray, they don't know anything, they don't know nothing. You know what happened, guys? Some intellectual movement that stemmed out from America, and please, I'm not anti-America, I've been to America, I love America, but I, I just need to speak the truth for the generation. Such that the church now became a place for motivational speaking. When the pastor comes on a Sunday morning and is teaching you several laws of highly effective people, and the place of prayer, the place of power. Listen to me, guys. In the old in the old times, this place, the house of the Lord, is the place of power. Paul said the words, my words are not with enticing words of men, but with the Holy Ghost and with power. If it's not power, then we are talking grammar. And listen to me. Power is the ability to do what means everything remains at a point of rest until an external force is added to it. So there are certain things that in your life that grammar and psychology cannot answer to. A particular lady came to church one day on a Saturday, on on Tuesday, midweek service. She came to me. I've never heard that case before. She said, "Um, sir, if I read something, I will not remember. I said, wait a if you read something now, you will not remember. I said, I've not been able to go to school. I can't pass any course. Da, 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 da. So I said, hold on a minute. Read so, so, and so. She read it. I said, tell me. She could not remember. I knew that was an infusion of a demonic spirit. I just laid my hands on her. And she just fell under the power. And after some time, she came back to me. She said she wanted to write exams. We gave her money to go and write the exams. She came back and she passed the course. Listen to me. If you talk grammar to that one, there is nothing she understands. Motivational speaking doesn't change anybody's life. Listen to me. What it can do is to propel you to get you excited. But the power is in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ.
Please let's celebrate Pastor Bola G in the hood. Glory to God. Pastor B, are you going to listen to my teaching? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> and so, there has to be a balance with some of the things that we are talking about. I, I want to just say some things. Can I, can I say some? Can I say some? Any grace message that tells you you don't fast and pray, block it. Jesus, the grace himself. Jesus, the grace himself, fasted and prayed. Listen, you see all sorts of nonsense where we've got into the generation where people are summoning the Holy Ghost. Have you seen all the kind of minors? Summoning. Now I want you to come now. Go this way. Go. <laughs> you know why? You see, because if a generation doesn't see the tangibility of God's power in the place where they ought to see it, they will bow before bow. One of the messages I'm going to teach on, Sun, on Monday, the Lord gave me that message, very powerful message, and I'm going to share it. The Lord told me that, that Babylon always shops in Zion. Babylon always shops. That is why you will see all the musicians, many of them, from Beyonce, from all of these people, they came out from the church. Babylon will go to Zion and shop from Zion. You know why? Because Zion people are at ease. That's why the Bible says, war to them who are at ease in Zion. You must understand that where we are, where we are is always at the defense of an attack. And it's a display of power. And the generation that doesn't understand that will just give themselves away. Glory be to God. And so we must restore that back. And there's no way we can restore that back by fasting and prayer. Glory be to God. Number two. Ordinances. Discipleship. I'm not going to spend some more time on this one because my time is running fast. But discipleship is one of the things we've just let go. And so we live in a generation where it's now more about people coming to church, but when you look at the people who are now in church, no discipleship, no power, no structure, no prayer, no order, nothing. And so we must restore back. Number three, this one is for this generation. I'm going to say this one very loud. is honor. See, you know, when we were growing up, how many of you know what they call Omorogun? Or Abara? You know, when you go to a party with your mom and your mom says, or you are seated and the, the person you went to the party with says to you that, will you drink Coke? You know what you do? You look at your mom first. Is she, uh, can I drink Coke? It's just eye connection, right? But you know, in our generation, you see on Instagram, social media, Mommy, come off it. Mommy, don't be silly. No, Junior, I'm not silly. I'm your mom. Mom, you're stupid. Oh, come on, mom. Ah. How many of you here can do that here? Even at 52, your mom will still tell you that. <laughs> How many of you did your mom say this to you in your back? It was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, no. We have to restore that back. Particularly ministers. Ministers. 
sometimes we don't honor each other we disregard ourselves we don't talk to ourselves well we must restore back that number four I'm going to say this with the top of my lungs give in <laughs> listen to me you can hear all sort of doctrine that the priest can be your senior pastor or your junior pastor but if the word of God is not the border and the anchor of your life you have sought yourself to follow the created not the creator And but it's also good to understand that as the generation progresses, the method in each generation sometimes will change. Thank you, Lord. You see how the Lord moved with no, um, Moses. Moses was using the rod to part the seas. But in the dimension of Joshua, it was a totally different ballgame. The operations of God with Joshua was totally different from Moses. And so it's also good to know that some of the methods might change. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20, 32 verse 16. I love the scripture so much. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 16. Thank you, Lord. 32. All right. Sorry. Go to verse 17. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that newly came up, whom your fathers fear not. Which means that there are certain things we are going to deal with in our own generation that the previous generation didn't deal with. So the method might change but there are certain things that are standards for our generation number one for the new church order and the Lord just gave me this and I'm just going to share it quickly there are three things that I believe would be so powerful for every young expression church number one would be the unhindered preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ with the demonstration of the Holy Ghost with word and spirit sound doctrines word and spirit not just swing it to one side of the pendulum and say oh it's just the word just the word just the word there's the other side it has to collide together number two creativity would be one of the rods that I believe very strongly the Lord is going to use for our generation can we all raise our hands up and pray in the spirit I just sense the switch Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray at the end. And number three would be building communities. I don't have so much time for that, but we, can, we have to be intentional about that. 
for the new church to stand some of the metal that the Lord is going to give to us are these three. I know we know in part, so this is a part I know. And so the Lord can explain and expatiate some of this for us. And as I close this evening, there are things that the Lord has laid in my heart that I'm just going to share quickly. And I wrote it here. There are things to watch in our generation amongst ministers, young ministers. Number one, competition is not the next thing for us. I believe very strongly in my heart that what the Lord wants this new church to be is the power of collaboration. One will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. The people who do not understand the power of collaboration in this move would cease to exist. Collaboration and not competition. You see, many people are under undue pressure. Just the sense of, oh, I want to own a big ministry. I want to do this. I want to do that. Just competing. Just, listen to me. Having 500,000 people on your Instagram and do does not mean impact. Though. Did somebody hear what I said? It doesn't mean impact. You must have groundwork. Groundwork. We must labor as a generation. Dr. K is coming now. Please let's celebrate our father. Okay, see, I have to close this sermon quickly. Amen. Number two is we must be bold in speaking the truth to a people. Let me say something to you. Somebody comes to you and says, this is what is happening to me. I'm trying to make a decision. Da, da, da. And you say, do what pleases you. Do what pleases you is not kingdom talk. It's not, you cannot be saying that. Do what, do what, you cannot be saying do what pleases you. Do what the word of God says. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, sir. I took that as point. <laughs> truth with boldness somebody comes to you and says oh you see I've seen all sorts of people have come and said God told them to marry pagans he said God told me I heard the voice of the Lord you cannot be young God because God's word and himself are the same God cannot separate himself from his word so we live in a generation and listen to me if celebrities in Europe in Nigeria are the strongest voices in your life you are going to build an altar and you are not going to have longevity in life listen to me guys Celeb- listen again America did not write the Bible they are not our standard number three I just quickly need to say this one last thing I was no two more things this one is very powerful in our generation there is this unholy comparison 
that are certain and is majorly from social media where 90% of people are more under pressure to perform as again following the word and what the Lord has said to them and following it through. So you see people who have no business at all planting a church just because somebody else is planting a church around you and it seems as though they are having some followership, you get under pressure and go and plant a church. Just because somebody around you is getting married, you get under pressure and go and marry because somebody around you is you, you see we must learn how to follow the timing of God you can't be running another man's race and be expecting reward in another man's race one of the things that the Lord told me in our generation is you can be a pastor or an evangelist or an apostle under another apostle. You didn't hear what I said. This eagerness of wanting to go and start out something. Everybody just wants to go and plant church. Everybody just wants to go and start. When your grace is under another man, the reason why you are excelling is because of the labors and is because of the labors of that work. And the moment, that's why you see many people, the moment they eject themselves from that system, the work shuts down. See, God did not tell them it's hunger that pushed them there. And this is a circle that happens over and over and over again, even in generations. And so people, you see people who have no business starting a ministry, planting any church. You just wake up one morning and you say, God has called me now. And you go and plant church. And listen to me, just because people are coming to your church doesn't mean God has called you to do it. You can be striking the rock and water will be coming out. But God will bypass the stupidity of the pastor to reach the people still. And you can look at it and say, I'm having results. But God is looking at you. I didn't call you to do this. And Lipa, raise your two hands. Let's pray in the spirit. May we not make mistakes of the older. must be ready to lay down our altars you see the problem the problem is the heart of many people are not right it's the heart the heart when people I've said this before when people say God is cleansing the church I consider it as they don't understand what they are saying because God Jesus is the church it's just like you are saying Jesus is cleansing himself Jesus cannot cleanse himself. What is happening right there is that there are many people in the church and in the church systems whose hearts are not right. They had motives already in their heart. From the first day they started serving the man of God, they knew their plan. From the first day, Eve was on her own. Satan came to tempt her. You had Eve moments and you said yes. You had Eve moments. And you said yes. Listen to me. If Jesus had certain moments, you are going to have. Because Jesus, the, the creator of the earth, was, was on the mountaintop. The devil came to meet him there. If you be God, then turn the stones to bread. And then one day, your pastor or your, your apostle, whatever it is, is saying ministering. And you're, you're saying, what is he even saying that I cannot say? I can say this. I can preach this thing now. I can preach it too now. A generation that competes with itself a house divided against itself cannot stand. Stay where God has kept you. 
and be comfortable with it. Listen to me. There were some jargons of motivational speaking that came that made some people feel like everybody must be called to be a CEO. Everybody is called to be a pioneer. Everybody is called to be the frontliner. You are not all called to be the frontliner. There are some people that have apostolic anointings and graces to pioneer things. Not everybody is called to do it. So if you put yourself under pressure just because somebody puts on their Instagram handle and puts CEO or great apostle or the greatest apostle, then your, your heart is panting fast and you want to go and open something that God has not called you to be. You will meet yourself there. Stay under. You know what Jesus said? He said, the greatest amongst you must be the servant. The problem is we don't have art posture of servers servant heart. Everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to pick the mic. Listen to me. You cannot start full ministry with let me keep that one to myself. Should I say it? <laughs> if the eyes is on the pulpit you will never get there. Impact must start with one. That one cell leader that you have become that they gave to you to follow up on you are saying this person is broke. This person cannot give me prophet offering. This person cannot wear buy me Gucci shoe. This person, and you, but your eyes is on the pulpit. You cannot get there. And if you get there, your heart will be corrupted. Thank you, Lord. And finally, the sum, I say finally a lot. Pardon me. There's a cry of the Lord for us as a generation for prayer and intercession. And intercession and prayer is not a department in the church. Let me say it again. Intercession and evangelism is not a department in the church. It is who we are. And the Lord is calling and crying out for people who would carry a burden for a generation. Of people who will stand in God for their generation and say, Yeah, I am, oh God. Of people like Noah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. People who will not bow to bow. People who Babylon will come to them and want to shock them and say no to Babylon. That's how Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, See, King, we are not going to talk to you on this matter. If we perish, we perish. But we're going to stand and raise our altar for the only one true God. And God is looking for people in a generation who will raise a lipakata, who will say, Yes, oh God, I'm going to stand for your agenda. I'm going to stand for your purpose. I'm going to stand for the kingdom. Lord, use me to do your will in my generation. And God is looking for people all across the earth. You and I are going to say, where are my Elijahs? Where are my Joshuas? Let my David, men and women who will stand in gap like Ruth and Naomi, like Deborah, who will say, yes, oh Lord. Yes, oh Lord. Permeate me for my generation, oh God. Use me for my generation, oh God. But you know the problem? Many of those people who God has called with a bigger vision They've gone to look for other things that are mundane things. Let me say something here. Sir, can I? Thank you, sir. Let me just say something. Let me look here and say it. Money cannot satisfy. Have you seen when you give somebody a gift, you give to the poor? Do you know that feeling? That feeling. Posterity is an impact. When you die and go and be with the Lord, nobody remember how much you had in your account. But the impact you left in the sound of time. Thank you, Lord. Hey, let's pray in the spirit, everyone, as a close. Hey, hey, hey. 
satisfied with anything ordinary and at this moment we yield ourselves oh God to you and consecrate ourselves for your only work and your assignment on this earth and if you God you are looking for anyone any man in this generation Lord here I am oh God I lay down my altars my heart and as we close the Lord has asked me to do this just after my message we're going to read Psalms 24 together just like we did on Sunday and then I'll call Pastor Bology up and I'll call Dr. K up and then Dr. K would. <laughs> Psalms 24 we're going to read it from verse 1 to the end together if you can if you don't mind please can you rise sirs and mass one two ready read the hurt sees the lords and the fullness thereof the worlds and they that dwell therein for he has founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. Who shall ascend to the hills of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Aya. He that has a click. Aya. Aya, 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 aya. You shall receive the blessing of the Lord and the righteousness of his God of salvation. This is a generation of them that seek him. They seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, are you? Ay, 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 ay. And let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King of Glory? The... Sayalabakosha. Raise your voice. Sweet. Hallelujah. 